Oh, baby. Am I going to catch a lot of flack today? I can't resist, though, and I can't control myself. We were reading the, uh, the Utah Dental Networking Group uh, text messaging that was going back and forth here over the last few days, and I just unbelievably came unglued. The title of today is Business 101 for Hygienists, and you have done it to yourself. Of course, the ones that have been through our training probably don't fit the categories and the things we're going to talk about today. But the rest of you, this is for you. We begin our podcast right there. Computers are live. Mixer is up. Levels are good. Equalizer is good. Ready channels one and two. Mic is live in three, two, one. Roll it. Welcome, listeners, to the My Practice, My Business podcast, where we teach dentists and their teams how to reclaim forgotten profitability in dentistry with our clinical business of dentistry training. And now, the host of our show, the clinical director at My Practice, My Business, Dr. Rob Thorup. I just cannot wait to get into today's topic. I'm going to start out with reading a, a, uh, a post by Maria. She says, today the doctor adjusted the schedule because one of the hygienists only had two patients the remainder of the day. The other one had a one-hour opening, so he put the two patients there because they were children. Well, she says, all hell broke loose. That hygienist gave me a hard time saying that that was not enough time that she was only given to do just one kid, a four-year-old. I told her no, she is going to see them both. She said no, that the other hygienist could do it. I expressed the fact that we have too many openings and that she does a great job getting patients in. So my question is, what should I do? She was rude, arrogant, and called me unprofessional. She Interrupts my lunch, and I'm the, prof- on the I'm the unprofessional. What should I do? Doctor said to write her up, give her another verbal warning, and then what? She has always been like that for eight years. I believe it's time for change. Help. She puts that out there, and I want to tell you, Maria, eight years, uh, seven years, and 364 days of that behavior, she wouldn't have lasted uh, another minute in my office. Unbelievable. I won't even read the 22 comments that followed behind that. What's really interesting to me is what we saw take place in in our networking group, and I'm sure that you're going to, some of you across the nation, you're going to hear this, and you're going to go, oh my gosh, we have the same problem. We have the same problem. No team member, no team member, including the doctor, should have a sense of entitlement. Nobody should. This hygienist and others that I'm going to be sharing some information with, uh, you're not looking at the big picture in regards to the entire practice. In fact, the type of entitlement that we're seeing is just starting to become unbelievable. I saw a post from Melissa on the Utah Dental Networking Group where she saw a post for, uh, for a dental hygienist, and Melissa is a dental hygienist, by the way. Uh, all these people are that I'm going to be uh, talking about. And I'm just using first names because, bless their hearts, they just don't know what they don't know. We're going to help them understand that today. And, and she said, the starting pay that I saw was $25 an hour. And again, I'm quoting right here, quote, 
uh, well, her comments were the following, quote, I just saw a post on, in, on Indeed for an office looking for a dental hygienist. The pay was $25 an hour. In case that wasn't a typo, I just wanted to remind everyone to not take a hygiene job for that low, especially new grads. Is this becoming the norm? I seriously couldn't believe what I was seeing. Has anyone else seen pay that low? How can we change this? End of quote. I proceeded to read the 71 comments following Melissa's post, and I quickly realized that not only are dentists lacking in business principles, but so are our hygienists. Hygienists are suffering uh, from understanding how dental practices really operate when it comes to the clinical business of dentistry. Let's follow the comments and comment on the comments that we may set the commentator's comments straight. Damn straight, I might add. The first set of comments dealt with a House bill in the in the Utah State Legislature that will have absolutely little to no impact on hygienist wages in the state of Utah inside the dental practice. Enough said there. I won't go into that slew of comments. The next one set of comments had to do uh, uh, with the office advertising the $25 per hour hygienist starting wage. One person thought it was a not-so-kind office, but later it was found out that it was actually a different office than the not-so-kind office offering the starting wage, which caused some additional concern that was becoming the norm of what hygienists in the state of Utah were going to be starting out at. Then Caitlin, hygienist Caitlin, asked what a new dental hygienist graduate should make starting out. The comments, I think maybe she was a hygienist in school, the comments indicated the dental hygiene professors at the schools here in Utah seemed to be telling the hygienist students just before graduation, not to accept a wage any less than $32 an hour. Don't accept it. There seemed to be some disagreement about what a new graduate should make versus a seasoned graduate, or a seasoned hygienist, I should say, since both have the same training. (laughs) Do I even need to comment on that one? As a new dentist, I certainly was not making back then when I was new and slow as compared to what I make today. Oh my gosh, that was hilarious. Just because a dentist coming out of school nowadays, I mean, honestly, I, we're so up on technology in our office and I've continued uh, with so many uh, uh, continuing education courses, there is no way that a dentist graduating from school has the same skill set that I have. And the same is true. I would, I would put my seasoned hygienist in the shell up against uh, anybody graduating from school at the time. And uh, just like Jocelyn, uh, who's my younger hygienist. She has learned so much over the years and continues to improve, and both of them continue to grow and learn as we are doing all kinds of things that aren't even found in other practices. Then there was a comment of great hope, a comment with some good business principles behind it. The comments came from Brenda, and, you know, hat off to this, uh, this woman. Brenda, she said, here's what's happening, people, Listen up. I mean, that's me. <laughs> I want, I'm just holding Brenda on a, on a platform right now because her comments were dead on. The insurance companies are paying less and less, and that affects the whole bottom line in the office. 
it affects the dentist's take-home pay as well. So even if the fee schedule changes, the payback from the companies is getting to be a joke, and so they are writing off more. That is why a lot of dental offices are becoming choosy on what plans they offer. (laughs) End of quote. Brenda, you get it. That's why our pay as dentists have gone down, and that's why we are going to pay whatever the market will bear. And if the market's bearing 25 bucks an hour, bring it. Brenda's comments were followed by Ben's comments, where he said, and this is a doctor, quote, there's a way to work with insurance companies and be very profitable without making sacrifices. If offices haven't woken up and figured out the game, they will go under. No office can sustain the amount of write-offs and keep up quality work. Something will give, and it's usually the care. The good news is that there is a way to keep profits up so everyone benefits. And as I'm reading his comments, I'm like following this guy. I'm going, wow, this guy is like on to the stuff that we teach at our company. Ashley, Ashley, I think an office manager or somebody at, then asked Ben, how? Question mark. Uh, another uh, um, pediatric group asked, do share, Ben. <laughs> and then Ben said, this is busting me up because I'm just reading it as I'm going. <laughs> he goes, go to mypracticemybusiness.com, call Dr. Thorpe and get trained, multiple exclamation points. Don't think about it, just do it. I'm not affiliated with his company, which I'll insert right here that he is not affiliated with our company, but I love this guy. And continue on, uh, he says, but I've implemented his legal proven tactics for two decades and it works. Oh my gosh, end of quote. This guy must have trained way back when we were first started, we first started this training um, back in the ADA days when we were affiliated with the ADA, uh, Business Enterprise Inc. Oh my gosh, I thought to myself, two decades, no wonder I don't remember him training. Uh, you know, Alzheimer's, I'm sure, has crept up. I got to hunt this guy down and find out when he went through our courses. I just want to say to Dr. Ben, if you're listening, our training has greatly changed since you were trained two decades ago, and you need to go through our update course. Give me a call. (laughs) You'll be even happier than you currently are with profitability in your practice. You'll be taught things that you just blow you away. And thank you for the shout out, Dr. Ben. I really appreciate it. Back to the hygienist hourly rate, uh, uh, Donetta said, quote, why should it matter? If he can afford $25 an hour and someone is willing to take $25 an hour, so be it. If you don't want to work for $25 per hour, don't take it. He will either clean teeth himself or buck up. Not certain this needs to be brought to the Utah Dental Hygienist Association attention, just saying. Followed by Laura stating, this is being, quote, this is being brought up because if there are hygienists willing to take that, then you'll gradually see all hygiene pay go down, including yours. Someone willing to take less will take your job, or you'll be forced to take less if you want to work. If no one takes $25 an hour, then the doctor will either pay more or do his own cleanings. Uh, I just want to emphasize his or her. There's male and female doctors out there, thank goodness. Uh, do his own cleanings. You're right. 
But that can't happen if someone takes the $25 an hour. Well, hi, Janice. This is where the uh, Business 101 starts. Let's just uh, dial this, uh, let's dial this back. We're going to dial the clock back. Hang on one second as I'm dialing my clock back. And <laughs> let's better understand what is really going on with dental hygienists in the state of Utah and their wages on the decline. Now, if you're not in Utah, this will happen at some point in time. Number one, in the early 90s, dental hygienist supply was low. Weber State was the only program. And wages went from 25 bucks an hour to upwards of 40 and 50 bucks an hour and more in some offices, believe it or not, clear back then. I'm talking like early 90s. Point two, dentists began to complain as it soon became cost prohibitive to hire dental hygienists full-time due to decreasing insurance reimbursements and the wages they were demanding. We were getting hit. It was tough. And we couldn't continue to have a full-time hygienist because of what they were demanding in pay. So we'd all like hire part-time hygienists to take care of the perio patients. And now I'm getting ahead of myself. Point three was dentists became disgruntled due to the wage demands and the low supply of dental hygienists. So most dentists simply did do their own hygiene. And, and they would schedule in what was known as triplets, or three patients per hour. So the dentist would do the exam and then immediately scale the teeth and turn the polishing over to the dental assistant. And it worked very well. I personally did that for years because I was not going to pay a dental hygienist 35 to 40 plus bucks an hour and higher because it didn't make any business sense for me to do that. Oh, well, those were interesting days back then. Uh, point four, we introduced Dr. Summerhays here in the Salt Lake Valley. This brilliant man flooded the Utah market with multiple dental schools, which increased the supply of registered dental hygienists and lowered the demand to bring wages down to a manageable level. He was, uh, Summer Hayes was in, he was instrumental in dental hygiene schools uh, being placed in uh, Salt Lake Community College, um, uh, all kinds of different private entities uh, popping up, all the way from Logan area on, all the way down to uh, St. George. So this guy said, you know, he'd had it enough too. He was a periodontist. Isn't that interesting? Okay, so he floods the market because he increases the amount of schools that are out there. Sound familiar? People, we have two dental schools in the Salt Lake Valley. We still haven't, we, we won't realize that impact uh, for about the next 10 to 15 years. Point five, now the supply of registered dental hygienists has increased to a level of where their wages have reached an all-time low for the state. This isn't the case with other states like Washington State, Montana. That uh, they have, you know, they're in the same situation Utah was back in the early '90s, with wages hovering, you know, around 50 bucks an hour, plus or minus five bucks. They're in the same situation, and it all has to do with supply and demand. Just like uh, dentists, there are so many dentists conglomerated in the Salt Lake Valley. Not so much the state of Utah. We have. We're actually below the national average uh, when it comes to population per dentist, which is interesting. 
But when dentists conglomerate in one zone, one area, the supply goes up, so the demand goes down. And that's what we see here, and that's why our wages, uh, you know, suffer in the Salt Lake Valley or up and down the Wasatch Front from Ogden to Provo. So now that you know a little bit of the history of how Utah flooded the dental marketplace with hygienists, let's turn to some of the statements some on the network have made in regards to how much money that, they're, that they are making their dentists. We're making our dentists so much money. And how the dentist owner can pay up to a more fair wage. Before any of you hygienists start making your high and mighty statements of what you should be paid, let me ask you some questions. One, do you cut payroll each month? Do you know the stress of running a business? Two, do you know what the cost of goods are to run your hygiene room or department? Do you actually know what they are? Three, do you know the direct operating costs of the prep? Uh, of the practice, what they are to keep the doors open, let alone do you know what the DOC, the direct operating costs are to even run your hygiene room? Do you understand that? Five, that was point four and five. What are the profit margins in the hygiene department you are currently employed in? You see, as one of your colleagues mentioned, reimbursement rates are so low, especially in Utah and Nevada, Utah's the lowest reimbursed state in the nation, uh, second lowest reimbursed state in the nation. Dang it, Nevada beat us out a couple years ago. And, and Nevada's number one. And that most of the time, the hygiene department actually runs in the red or running at a negative uh, when looking at the direct operating cost to run that hygiene room per hour. That's right. You're not making the doc money. Please understand that. So back in the 90s, Dennis used to make, in our neck of the woods, three hundred fifty to 450000 per year. Uh, today, the average Utah dentist is making uh, one hundred forty to 160000 per year. Talk about a drop in, in our income, and you guys are complaining that you're going from $32, $33 an hour, maybe down to 25 to start out with. Please, give me a break. If we raise the salaries of any team members in, in any dental practice that's a solo practice, guess who gets the reduction in pay? That's right. The dentist has to reduce the pay because the profit margins in the practices are so strained. It's simple business economics. You know, those business classes that you had in dental or dental hygiene school. Before you start demanding wages uh, you think or, or have been told by your professors that you deserve, you probably need to have the realization that dentistry is no different than any other business. It comes right down to the laws of supply and demand. Supply is high and demand is low right now in Utah. And that's why you're seeing $25 an hour starting wages. Do I feel the least bit bad for you? Oh, hell no. We have seen clients here at My Practice, My Business who are making fifty to 60000 a year. When I said clients, I'm not talking about office managers. No, <clears throat> I'm talking about dentists making fifty to 60000 a year when they meet us. I'm talking about the dentist, not the hygienist. These men and women go to dental school and come out making wages that place them in a state of depression before they even get to be depressed being a dentist, okay? Then they meet us and we heal them. We get them upwards of $250,000 a year in the wonderful Utah market. Then they launch from there. So stop your complaining or move to another state. 
cost of living here is low. You should listen to some of our clients that, that live in the state of Washington, live in California, live in other parts of this country about how high their cost of living is. Count your blessings. Now that I've told every hygienist off <laughs> and the realities of the dental market, now, hygienists, let me share with you what you can do and how you can reach higher levels of income in Utah and beyond. The best way to do this is to tell you what we do in our office and why my hygienists love me and so do my other team members. Because I, I should say, I'm not the easiest person to work with. In fact, I'm very difficult to work with because I demand a lot out of my team. But I compensate them fairly. And by compensating them fairly, they love working for me. So they put up with a little bit of my crap and I put up with a little bit of theirs. And it's a great team effort because we truly do have the uh, Disney University approach to life. Hygienists, you and the doc are the producers of the practice. Make no mistake about it. Sorry, office managers and assistants, you guys are not producers. Yeah, you might sell a little dentistry here and there by whatever it is you do, but you can't produce it. You can't, you can't actually produce those big numbers that we can. No one else has that ability to produce that significant income unless you run a really weird office, and I hope none of you guys do that. Before you freak out, listen to everything I'm about to say. Just listen. Open up your hearts. Open up your minds. My hygienists make $15 an hour. That's right. That, in fact, all of my team members make $15 an hour. Now, it's not just because I, I'm not good at math. Math was actually my major when I started out in school. And maybe that's why I understand business. $15 an hour. However, my hygienists bonus every pay period. So twice a month... And the rest of my team bonuses at the end of each month. My hygienists control their own destiny when it comes to their income. Just like me, right? In essence, I treat all of my team like owners. I give them ownership of the practice. They work hard. When they work hard, they make more. They slack off, they make less. Just like me. If I slack off, if I go vacation too much, I make less. My hygienists are entitled to nothing but $15 an hour. This way, they attack their schedules by doing what? Recall. <laughs> oh my gosh, my hygienists do recall. Can you believe that? When they have a minute of time, they do recall. <clears throat> they do all they can to make sure they keep their schedules full. And the way we treat and bill our, out our periodontal treatment is unlike any practice except those who have been through our training and a couple other practices who know about what we do. So they really can make significant income when, tr when treatment, uh, uh, when periodontal treatment happens in our practice and they actually treat periodontal disease. They make significant amounts of income. And if you were to ask them if they would rather be paid $35 an hour or stay on their current payment system for wages which I have asked them many times, can I please just put you back to $35 an hour? And they say no. <laughs> They're like, uh, is this a joke, Rob? Uh, did you get any sleep last night? 
because they make way more than the $32, $35 an hour wage that everybody wants in the state of Utah. And they earn it. They, they aren't entitled to it. They earn it. And I'm happy. I am happy to pay them more when they earn it, especially when it's profitable revenue, which ours is all the time, unlike many offices, and not just because of increased revenue. You see, a lot of people, hey, let's cram in more hygiene appointments. Let's put in more patients. Let's book more. Let's run double, triple, quadruple hygiene because that way we'll make more money. No, the hygiene department is pretty much a loss leader. With the reimbursement rates that we make in the state of Utah, are you kidding me? You can't make money in hygiene. It has to be coupled with productive work too, what we call working appointments. Well, there's that word again, profit. The word most dentists are scared of. They don't like the word profit. And sometimes some of our hygienists don't like the word work. That's right. Dentistry is hard. We work at it. And when you understand profitability hygienists, it's actually more fun to actually be paid at 15 bucks an hour and 15% of what you produce, provided that the dentist uh, and you identify the codes that you get paid on, on that 15%. Isn't that interesting? Any team members who take ownership of the practice and they engage in a base salary or hourly rate and then bonuses on their production or collections is a team member who understands the clinical business of dentistry. That's why all my team members love working for me and they love how they're paid because they're paid, they're paid fairly for what they do and they're paid more than anybody else in the state of Utah's. Now that I've said that, that's going to open up another can of worms. They understand what it really means to be a team. And that can of worms I just opened up, for heaven's sakes, go through our training and then you'll learn about it. And they never feel they are entitled to something for nothing because they have been taught the true art and science of running a dental practice and the integral part they have in it. Just another little thing we teach here at My Practice, My Business. Just because you might be asked to run double hygiene doesn't mean there is more money to share in the form of wages. Most dentists have no idea what their profit margins are. All they know is every time they give an employee a raise, their income seems to drop. And that's true. That's a true statement that everyone that comes to us as a first-time client gets it. Insurance reimbursements have actually turned most hygiene departments into, again, what I call loss leaders, L-O-S-S, leaders, when it comes to actual production. That's because, just like that one lady said, insurance it reimbursements have dropped significantly hygienists. That's why there's an issue. So my friends, next time you think you are underpaid for your training, just know that all of us in dentistry are typically underpaid. It's a widespread problem propagated by those third party payers and lack of business training by most everyone in the dental office, especially the office manager and the dentist. All of us here at MPMB, help offices to close that gap, just like Dr. Ben expressed in his comments to the other hygienists and front office members who asked him in that whole litany of text messaging going back and forth in the Utah Dental Networking Group. Well, all of us here at MPMB help offices close that gap, okay? 
and, uh, and how to increase profitable revenue. That's what we teach on. That's profitable revenue, not just busy work revenue, which is what most people teach on. We're not that company. Just like Ben said, <laughs> I love this guy. I need to find out who he is. Dental practices who take our training engage and implement their new knowledge. Simple, they, and and, and they, when they do that, they simply thrive. They can afford to pay their staff salaries that keep them happy and that keep them wanting to achieve more in their careers. Do you know how fun that is when the entire dental team reaches new heights never before experienced? We like to think of it as Disneyland coupled with Hawaii every day in our practice. And when... I have a new team member who doesn't like any of those two places. Uh, we simply dismiss them from our employee and, and find a fun, hardworking employee who does like those things. Honestly, who doesn't like Disney and who doesn't like Hawaii? Thank you so much for tuning into the My Practice, My Business podcast. You can find additional podcasts you may have missed that will help you with your dental practice at Apple iTunes Podcasts. And remember to become a subscriber to our podcast. Many of you have asked how to help support the My Practice, My Business podcast. If you have enjoyed the program and information you received today, the best way to help is to leave us a five-star review. Thanks again for allowing us to be a part of your day.